fellow people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners, happy World Whale Day and National Chocolate Mint Day. Yes, really, those are actual holidays. And happy birthdays to Savannah Smith Childress, Stranger Things star Millie Bobby Brown, singer Seal, Jeff Daniels, TV stars Eric Lane and Victoria Justice, Haley Duff, R&B singer Smokey Robinson, actor Ray Winstone, Benicio Del Toro, and many others. 55 years ago today, on February 19, 1968, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhoods debuted, changing the face of children's education no TV shows forever. Today is also the debut date for the 1985 BBC show EastEnders, 2010's Shutter Island, Taylor Swift's 2007 country song, Teardrops on My Guitar, 1999's October Sky and Office Space, the 2017 first season of HBO's Big Little Lies, 2021's Nomadland, and 2016's The Witch. Welcome to this week's um, not-so-mini news and flashback fun Facebook Live and Podcast mini-episode. I have lots of news before I get to flashback fun. Some good, um, others not so good. So let me get started with the not so good. First off, it is my great deep regret to inform you that 78-year-old Richard Belser, the beloved comedian who started out as a stand-up performer before finding fame as homicide Life on the Street and Law and Order Special Victims Unions, smart alecky, cynical, but fearless detective John Munch has passed away today. He suffered from numerous health problems. An 80-year-old Oliver Wood, the English cinematographer whose credits include Last Year's Morbius, the original Bourne trilogy, Face Off, Die Hard 2, and many others, died Monday, February 13th in Hollywood after a battle with cancer. Attention, Pokemon anime fans, both past and present. The long-running anime is getting ever so closer to Japan's inevitable permanent departure of original series stars Ash Ketchum and Pikachu's final farewell. Many familiar faces are returning from the iconic duo's farewell episodes including Misty, Brock, and believe it or not, the Squirtle Squad, who we haven't seen in countless years. There is good news for stateside Pokemon fans. CBR.com stated January 24th, the beloved anime series will return to Netflix on Feb 24th with part two of Pokemon Ultimate Journeys this series. The new batch of episodes will conclude... Not only to Ash Ketchum and his Pikachu's 25-season journey, but see the fan-favorite Pokemon trainer become the world champion, a feat that character has been trying to reach since the anime first premiered back in 1997. Additional episodes of Ultimate Journeys, including a special collection of Sending Off Ash Ketchum, will be released on Netflix at a later date. However, we don't have to wait too long to meet our heroes, at least if you live in Japan. NintendoLife.com stated February 12th, the new protagonist of the Pokemon anime will be taking over when the new series debuts on Japan on 14th April 23. 
in Japan. Sarah shared the news and date on Twitter. Ash Ketchum and Pikachu will be hanging up their caps and passing the, passing the torch on to new protagonists Lyco and Roy as the anime enters its Paldea phase following last year's Scarlet, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And it looks like the new series already has a mystery on its hand. Comicbook.com just reported hours ago the next major series will be moving on from him with a tease of a mysterious new kind of Pokemon coming in the new anime. Pokemon Aim to be a Pokemon Master is a special series bidding goodbye to Ash after 25 long years in the anime. It's already been revealed that the new major series in the franchise will be introducing two main two new main protagonists at the center of it all. They'll be starting their journey from the very beginning with some curious items in tow. Although the franchise has yet to reveal a concrete story about what fans can expect to see from the two new young trainers at the center of the new anime, Lyco and Roy, it has dropped a new hint about what to expect from Roy's role in the new series. He'll be touting a mysterious-looking new Pokeball that will likely feature a mystery that will be at the center of the new series, the new protagonist venture on. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Disney Plus is taking a leaf out of Netflix playbook, meaning they've canned two fan-favorite series. The unlikely series axed were John Stamos' basketball comedy drama Big Shot and the sports comedy drama Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Both shows only had two series. Sorry, John Stamos and Mighty Ducks fans. And Marvel fans, I have some bittersweet news for you. Friday, February 17th, it was announced the anticipated Captain Marvel sequel, The Marvels, with Samuel L. Jackson and Brie Larson, has zoomed out of July 2023. <gasps> but don't worry. The super hero sequel landed a prime November 10th, 2023 spot. In case you forgot, that's the week after Doom Part 2 opens and a week before the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes opens. And Total Threes opens. They face an untitled Focus Features film. Deadline.com stated that day, this is where this is where Black Panther Wakanda Forever opened last year during over the Veterans Day long holiday weekend to a November record of 181.3 million. November has also been a prime place for other MCU titles like Thor Ragnarok and Doctor Strange, among others. Not much is known about the sequel. However, it's also a bridge from the Disney Plus Marvel series, WandaVision, starring Tiona Paris' Monica Rambeau and Miss Marvel, which stars Iman Villani as the title character. In much better news, Aloha, Zach! Zach Galifianakis might want to brush up on his surfing. Friday, February 17th, it was announced the actor has been cast in an undisclosed role in Disney Plus's live-action Lilo and Stitch remake. Best Feature film nominee Marcel Deschamps shoes on director Dean Fletcher-Kemp is directing the film. It follows the 2000... 
the two hundred seventy-three million grossing two hundred two thousand two hundred two two thousand two hit, which introduced audiences to catchy songs like Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride, and the Hawaiian concept of Ohana. Ohana means family. Family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Great news, foolish mortals! While the Marvels has been bumped back, the Haunted Mansion remake has been bumped up. Instead of opening August eleventh, the supernatural horror film comedy starring Rosario Dawson, Lakeith Stanfield, Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, Winona Ryder, jo- Jared Leto. Jamie Lee Curtis, Danny DeVito, and Dan Levy will now welcome Foolish Mortals July 28th. That's exactly 11 days after my mistake. Yeah, that's exactly 11 days after famous Disney supernatural comedy horror flop turn cult classic Hocus Pocus turns 30 lit black flame candles old. Opa! TheHollywoodReporter.com announced Feb 17th. My Big Crack Week wedding will walk three will walk down the aisle and into theaters on Feb 8th, on September 8th. Focus features and parent studio Universal Pictures announced Friday. The early fall corridor has worked out well in recent times for movies appealing to older adult moviegoers. Universal's hit romantic comedy Ticket to Paradise opened in cinemas this past September, while Focus's Downton Abbey started its theatrical run in September 2018. My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 opens more than 20 years after My Big Fat Greek Wedding grossed $368.7 million at the worldwide box office, including $241.4 million domestically. It remains the top-grossing romantic comedy of all time at the North American box office, as well as the most one of the most successful indie titles of all time. Not adjusted for inflation. A 2016 fe- sequel, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, grossed uh, $90.6 million at the worldwide box office. Coming Soon.net reported February 17th, M. Night Shyamalan's next film has been dated. After signing a multi-year deal with Warner Brothers, it's been confirmed his next film is called Trap. All we really know about it, since he's famous for keeping his films under wraps and secretive, is that it arrives in theaters August seven, August 2nd, 2024. February 17th, People.com announced the late Goodfellas actor Ray Liotta, who passed in his sleep last May at 67, is getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The website said Variety.com first reported the news on Friday, tweeting that the ceremony would take place on Friday, Feb 24th in Los Angeles, nearly nine months after Leota's death. Ray Leota's all-around career made him a triple threat, and sadly his passing was devastating to the entertainment world. Anna Martinez, producer of the Hollywood Walk of Fame, said in a statement, Adam Martinez, the characters he portrayed will always be etched in Hollywood's film history. His upcoming star is only the latest honor for Leota, who was also nominated for a Critics' Choice Award last, at last month's ceremony. 
The late actor was up for Best Supporting Actor in a limited series, anthology series, or TV movie for his role in Blackbird. His co-star, Paul Walter Hauser, went on to win the award. And while giving his acceptance speech, he shouted out, Leota! Ray, Fre- Ray Lee freaking Oda! Began Hauser, 36, repeating the actor's name once more to cheers from the audience. Get up! Come on! Ray Leota! Ray Leota! Baby, yeah! Leota starred in Blackbird as the father of Targan Egerton's character, Jimmy Keene. The actor's daughter, Carson Leota, will accept the star honor on her father's behalf, according to a release. While Egerton, 33, and Leota's cocaine bear co- director, Elizabeth Banks, will speak during their ceremony. Leota's Hollywood Walk of Fame star ceremony will stream live at 3.30 p.m. ET, 12.30 p.t. on Feb 24th, exclusively at walkoffame.com. His final film, Cocaine Bear, opens in theaters Fridays. Now, this news came out of absolutely nowhere, and I don't recall asking for it. Dismoto.com announced yesterday, Big Red is coming back to theaters. Deadline.com confirmed that a new Hellboy re- movie, subtitled The Crooked Man, is about to start production. Huh. Earlier in the week, rumors began swirling about its existence courtesy of discussing film. But distributor Millennium, which bought the film rights to Hellboy in 2018, disclosed some more details about it at the EFM Festival in Berlin. The Crooked Man will be another reboot. Hellboy second after the 2019 film starring David Harbour was a reboot of Guillermo del Toro's 2000 movies with crank director Brian Taylor at the helm. But we don't speak about that 2019 reboot because if you ask me, I don't recall asking for it. And I don't think a lot of people either did other. And it did horribly in theaters. On to flashback fun. As it is still Black History Month, at least until next Wednesday, I thought it only right to focus this week's flashback fun on three drama films about iconic black American historical figures. First up is director-co-writer Spike Lee's 1992 epic biographical drama Malcolm X, starring Denzel Washington, Angela Bassett, Al Freeman Jr., Albert Hall, and Del Roy Lindo. Based majorly on Alex Haley's book, The Autobiography of Malcolm X, which he started writing with the real Malcolm X back in 1963, but finished it after his death. The November 18, 1992 film dramatizes the event, the major events in Malcolm X's life, such as his incarceration, his mother's mental illness, his conversion to Islam, dealing with racism, his ministry as a member of the Nation of Islam, and his February 21st, 1965 assassination. Black Panther Party co-founder Bobby Seale, the Rev. Al-, Al Sharpton, and future South African President Nelson Mandela make cameos in the film. At the 65th Academy Awards, the $73 million earner was up for two Oscars, Best Actor for Washington and Best Costume Design for Ruthie Carter. According to imdb.com, 
This is the only Spike Me Lee film to reach three hours and running. Thus, his longest film ever. It also features three generations of the Washington family. Denzel Washington, his mother, Lennis Washington, and his son, John David Washington. It's also the first non-documentary and the first American movie to get permission to film inside Mecca or or within the Haram Sheriff. A second unit film crew was hired to shoot in Mecca since non-Muslim, like director Spike Lee, are forbidden in the city. Lee fought super hard to get filming there, but at first, Warner Brothers refused to pony up the money for location shooting, and New Jersey was considered for filming the Mecca parts. However, in the long run, Lee got the permission and the money together for filming in Mecca. Next, I turn my attention to the historical drama Selma, starring David Oyelowo, American rapper and actor Common, Carmine Jojo, Tim Roth, and Tom Wilkinson. It tells of Dr. Martin Luther King's campaign to get equal voting rights via the enormous 1965 Selma to Montgomery Voting Rights March. It began a limited United States release December 25, 2014, and expanded into wide release January 9, 2015, two months before the March's 50th, 50th anniversary. It ended up getting re-released on March 20, 2015, to mark the 50th anniversary of the historic March. It made $66.8 million and was up for Best Picture and won Best Original Song at the 87th Academy Awards for the song Glory. According to IMDb.com, David Oyelowo's very last scene to be filmed was the Nobel Peace Prize acceptance speech. After wrapping the scene, he automatically broke down into tears to enthusiastic applause from the crew and the extras. It's also that year... That year's only Best Picture nominee, not to be up in any writing categories, and the only Best Picture nominee that year to be up for Best Original Song. And finally, let's go back in time to November 1st, 2019, when Cynthia Arrivo brought the phenomenal, inspiring, true story of Harriet Tubman, the famous abolitionist, to life on the silver screen for the very first time ever with Harriet. The dramatic biopic whose screenwriter Gregory Allen Howard recently passed also stars Joe Alwyn, Janelle Monet, and Leslie Odom Jr. This was the very first film biography of Tubman's life. It made $43 million worldwide, and received several accolades and nominations, especially for Arrivio's performance. This got her Best Actress noms at the Screen Actors Guild Awards, the Golden Globes, and the Academy Awards. And for the powerful song Stand Up, Arrivio and Joshua Brian Campbell got Oscar, Grammy, and Golden Globe nominations for Best Original Song. According to IMDb.com, the character of Marie Buchanan was created specifically for the film, and Harriet Tubman really did witness visions as seen in the film. 
Many historians claim that this is likely due to a head injury she received in her youth. That's all for today, folks. So until we meet again, stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs. Bye now.